Okay, uh, let's get to the latest uh, from Ottawa. We're a judge. We were talking about this uh, yesterday. When we were on the air at this time uh, yesterday, an Ottawa judge was listening uh, to arguments, and that judge is now granted an interim injunction to silence all of those honking horns that, of course, have been uh, sounding off, uh, going off the uh, past 11 days. And for more on this decision, let's welcome in lawyer and legal analyst. Here's Joseph Newberger, who joins us now. Hey, Joe, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you today? I'm well, thanks. Uh, first off, uh, what exactly was this complaint uh, from Ottawa residents? What was being charged by residents uh, near the protest site? Well, they were seeking an injunction to essentially, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, stop uh, the protest so that they will be relieved from the incessant honking of the horns of the trucks and the uh, fireworks and other noise that's created by having that encampment. So the judge had decided that he'd grant a 10-day interim injunction to prevent protesting, uh, which is simply preventing them from honking the horns on their trucks. And then he wanted to hear more evidence to uh, make a decision uh, what else he could do by way of an injunction, including how could it ever be enforced. All right, 10 days, interim injunction. Uh, Why only two weeks? Uh, Why only 10 days? Uh, What was the judge's reasoning there? Well, I, I, I think, I haven't read the judgment per se, but I think what he wants to do is move this along as fast as possible. So 10 days will be enough time to hear further evidence and then make a final decision. If you were to stretch it out longer, I, I think it would be just full to the residents, and I think he certainly has sympathy in that regard because I think one of the lines that the judge had used was the honking themselves is not necessarily connected to the message and to what they're seeking. So I think the judge wants to move this along as quick as possible. Okay. Is there also the possibility within this next two weeks, this 10-day stretch that the judge might hear from other complainants and uh, that might uh, add to this uh, injunction and uh, it would therefore be extended, do you think? Well, that's an excellent point, and that's one of the uh, issues. So uh, the judge thought that there may be other parties that have interest in this litigation and may want to be heard, could be from either side, and so he wants to invite other members to come forward and if they uh, have um, an interest in this, to file uh, their paperwork, and then they could be heard at the hearing. So we'll see who comes forward. It'd be interesting to see, because aside from the residents, uh, who else might partake in this? Any officials, any government, uh, any formal um, individuals on behalf of the uh, protesters? Uh, it, it may develop and become more interesting as we see this play out in the court. Now, the lawyer representing three of the protest organizers that were named in this suit, in this injunction, uh, Joe, basically was uh, arguing that uh, they can't be held personally responsible for the actions of many and can't be held personally responsible for the noise. Any merit in that argument? Well, you know, if there is sufficient evidence to show on balance that they were an organizing uh, participant and had... Uh, you know, significant involvement in orchestrating the uh, protest and what is being done and have not taken any actions from a formal standpoint to stop the honking and the other highly troubling behavior, I don't see why they can't be held personally liable. And they can be held personally liable for their own conduct as well, which is equally, uh, you know, uh, in question right now. So I, I think there is certainly personal liability for them. Um, and uh, I think you... I think what needs to play out and we need more of is a real evidentiary basis to establish who the organizers are, what's behind it, how did it come to this point, because this was well-planned where they were intending on 
setting up a, a well-structured encampment with resources and funding. So it'd be great to see evidence uh, as to what really is the background so that we're not guessing and hearing parts from here and parts from there. So I think the judge would like that foundation as well. Okay. Is there any merit when it comes to a freedom of expression argument uh, in the eyes of the law here as well? Because I'm sure some protesters would say, uh, listen, I have a right to be heard. And uh, part of the way we're protesting and part of the way that we're making our point is through honking our horns. And while we, uh, yes, uh, you know, might concede that that is annoying, particularly in the overnight hours for residents uh, there in Ottawa near the uh, parliament buildings, that uh, it's essentially part of my freedom of speech. Uh, Is there any merit again there do you think well in my opinion no um because you know if you're, you're if you're on a protest for a few hours and you're going to be uh, honking and making other noises yeah that can all be part tied up of your freedom of speech and the message you're sending out but after a certain point in time it no longer becomes freedom of speech what it is is in essence psychological uh, harm being caused to the residents of the community and everybody else i mean it, it is very loud and it's very disturbing to people impacting their ability to sleep and to carry on their day. So their right to freedom of speech should not be including, uh, you know, horns or other mechanisms of creating uh, noise that can be impinging upon other individuals. It's different to, you know, make make a public speech. It's different to write an op-ed. It's, it's different to go on a podcast. This is something much more, in my opinion, troublesome. All right, and you mentioned this uh, a moment ago about troublesome and troublesome behavior. If the judge is over the 10 days, the course of the 10 days of this interim injunction going to hear more complaints from city residents, is there the possibility or the likelihood, Joe, do you think that this might be extended, this injunction, beyond just the honking of horns? Yeah, I think there's a real chance that I, I think he'll issue an injunction that will extend a ban on honking of these horns and maybe go further as to what their activities can uh, can include. I doubt it will put an end to the actual encampment itself. That'll be something I believe will be up to the police services and the government uh, to to deal with uh, in a joint in a joint manner. And you mentioned a moment ago as well enforcement. And since you just mentioned the police there again, I mean, is this something? This injunction is it actually uh, enforceable? I mean, how do you stop somebody from leaning on or laying on their uh, horn at any hour of the day or night? Yeah, I mean, you know, in reality, what has to happen is you have to have the uh, order made. The order will be served on the parties. It has to be made known to all of the truckers who are there at the protest. Once that has been, uh, they've been advised and it's been duly issued, then if it continues, police can act on that order because it's breach of a court order and you can actually affect arrests at that point. Um, but the problem with that is then you're going to escalate tensions, which may lead to other uh, circumstances we don't want to see in the capital. So I think the judge wants to see how can this be enforced. And I think, I, I think from a symbolic standpoint, issuing the order would be helpful, informing uh, the individuals who are there protesting uh, of the order and what it means, and then maybe some period of education and dialogue with them to see if there's a way to to enforce it and bring it to an end in something other than making arrests. And just finally, uh, Joe, this uh, injunction uh, done seemingly lightning quick. I mean, we heard back on uh, Friday that Ottawa residents were planning this. Uh, Many said that, listen, we're going to try to take matters into our own hands. Uh, If the government isn't going to deal with this, we'll deal with it uh, some way. And then we got this ruling on Monday. Is that fairly quick when it comes to this sort of thing, when it comes to injunctions? 
Um, injunctions are meant to be quick because you're trying to stop a certain behavior that can cause irreparable damage. So you want to do it as swiftly as possible. Um, but this did happen quite quick. Um, but I don't think, you know, the judge needed an evidentiary record. That's why he granted it. I don't think he needed to hear too much evidence about how uh, honking of horns needs to be stopped. I mean, I, I think that's pretty self-evident. So I think the judge could arrive at that conclusion pretty easily. All right, Joe, always appreciate the time. And thanks for breaking this down for us. My pleasure, Jeff. Take care. You too. Joseph Newberger, our legal expert and a lawyer at Newberger and Partners, will step aside and get a break. When we come back after the break, we're going to stay on the legal front and we're going to talk about the latest when it comes. Uh, this also uh, involves, of course, uh, the truckers and the uh, trucking uh, protest. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jeff MacArthur Show. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink. 